This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. listeners. I am so excited that you are checking out this bonus episode today. I am going to share a little teaser of a new limited podcast series, Becoming Sproutable. It's going to take you through the biggest tools and concepts of parenting with positive discipline, no matter your kid's age. I am Casey O'Rourke, positive discipline lead trainer, parent coach, adolescent lead at besproutable.com, host of the Joyful Courage podcast and mom of two teenagers. And for this series, I'm so excited. I am joined by my friend and co-host, Julietta Skoog. Julietta is also a positive discipline trainer, parent coach. She's the early years lead at besproutable.com. And she's, I mean, so much more than that. And mom to three kids, a little, a middle, and a tween. Hi, Jules. Hey, Casey. This is so exciting. If I could just jump through the screen and sit on your lap and hug you, I would. I um, am so excited to be doing this series with you. And like you said, this is our little teaser intro show to let you all in on what's coming. I'm so excited to be launching this. And what do you think? Should we start by sharing our positive discipline stories? We can. I have to say, going off script, I have to say, so how many years ago was it that we were like, we're going to podcast together. We're going to make our own podcast. Like I even had a website going for us. You even had a logo going for us. And I was just thinking about this. Do you remember we recorded a couple and we were talking about (sighs) Megan and Harry. Weren't we talking about them getting married or baby Archie being born or something? No, I think it was further back. I think we were talking about Charles and what's her name? Kate. Kate using and William. positive discipline. I think so too. I think it was that long ago. I had this it was little- a long time ago. Memory. It was like six years ago. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Here we are. Finally, our dreams are realized. Our dreams are realized. Yeah. As my, as my four-year-old told me the day that she took her to soccer, <laughs> Ma, my dream has come true. <laughs> oh my God. I'm true doing this podcast with you. So good. Me too. Me too. Okay. So positive discipline stories. So it's been a while since I've shared this. So I was a mother of two young, young kids, and I was teaching a different parenting program actually, and practicing a different parenting program way back 
you know, like 17 years ago, uh, 16 years ago, uh, feeling uncomfortable, not only with what I was presenting, but also like really feeling my conditioning coming to the surface with how I was interacting, especially with my oldest. So Rowan and Ian were like one and four. And I had a really good friend who was like, Case, you have got to check out Positive Discipline. She kept gently letting me know that. And finally, I was like, okay, I got to look this up. And I looked it up in Seattle. There was a teaching parenting, the Positive Discipline Way workshop with our friends and mentors, Jody McVitie and Stacey Lappin. And I was like, wow, that's in like a month. I'm going to go. Totally transformed my own practice well, gave me a different compass. I would say the transformation has happened over time and continues to happen. But having a different compass and really a different place to land with the parenting philosophy, made it just made such a huge difference. And I no longer could teach that other thing, only could teach positive discipline. And yeah, the rest is history. Love it. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God, spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first First box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. Hey friends, as a podcast listener myself, I always get so excited to share when I find a new show that I think is super useful. So today I want to tell you about Understood Explains. This is a podcast that tackles one important topic per season. And this season is all about navigating individualized education plans and is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. Getting the support our kids need in school can feel tricky, and we aren't always sure what it is that they need. When I listened to the episode titled, Does My Child Need an IEP? It offered up so much useful information that I could really see supporting parents who are in this consideration. The host is so knowledgeable and really breaks down the content in a way that helps listener go from completely overwhelmed to actually starting to feel empowered. Other episodes in the series highlight the difference between IEPs and 504 plans, as well as a whole episode that busts common myths about special education. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Understood Explains. So check it out. You won't be sorry.
Isn't it amazing those times when you, it's, I think of it as those sliding doors, like what would have happened if you didn't have that friend or you looked yeah. up that class that one day, or it was somebody other than Jody or Stacy that you took the class totally. from? Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think about that a lot. And I remember, you know, the, back in those days, Jody was doing the mentor groups and I, I mean, I just couldn't get enough of being around the people who were teaching the thing and learning from them. And I remember going to a meeting and there is this adorable other person in the room, in the corner. I remember seeing you like in the corner comfy chair, you were pregnant with Vi. And I just immediately was like, who is that? And how do I become her friend? And that was it the was, night that we it met. It was me. That was the <laughs> night we met in the living room in our little neighborhood in Seattle. I remember meeting you too. It was instant for sure. I mean, yeah. we were like, I'm going to be your friend. And um, it's happening. Yeah. So yeah. So that was the moment that we met. But prior to that, I mean, that was, yeah, when, would have been um, 2011. And I came, I found positive discipline many years before that, actually in 2004, when I was coming out of grad school. And even though I had worked with children since I was 12 years old, nanny, mm-hmm. I was the day camp counselor always. I coached gymnastics as my high school gig. And so I always knew children, worked with children, really had an, an intuition with them, truly had nannied for families in between college and grad school. But I came to positive discipline through an awesome program of through Seattle Public Schools that were offering positive discipline training to educators. Mm-hmm. So I had just had a, just finished two graduate degrees, one in school psychology, one in school counseling. I had been drinking out of the fire hose for three and a half years working in schools and doing practicums and internships and You're learning. You're such an overachiever. Way I'm to make so- us all feel good about ourselves, Jules. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You're a learner yeah, like yeah. this. Yes. Though we've talked about this. I love being a student. You love being a student. So in that way, I wanted to learn everything that I could. And I was well aware that I had just come out of this graduate program and yet they still had not given the skills for how to work with the kids with the extreme behaviors mm-hmm. and some of the quote unquote discipline practices. And part of the reason I knew this is because I was seeing it in other teachers. So yeah. I would come into these classrooms and I'm like, you know, holy moly, like these poor kids, no wonder they're acting out or quote unquote, you know, not following directions or not listening. I wouldn't want to either with this classroom Mm -hmm. environment. So I was really grateful to have the positive discipline training also with Jody and Stacy, just real young, you know, coming into my, into my work and then jumped right into working full-time as a school psychologist, as a school counselor, using positive discipline in the classroom. And I think what's really uh, one of the cool things and remarkable things about positive discipline that's different from other parenting programs is that it always had this classroom component. Mm -hmm. It always was meant to be school and home and not just this extra. And so because it has that holistic uh, view of all children, all of us within a community, not just I'm one parent and one child and how do we have these singular interactions, but also um, this global piece. It really made a difference. And I just loved it. I would go into classrooms and tell, ask teachers if I could lead a classroom meeting. And in the beginning, they would just leave so I could do it. I, they considered it babysitting. But pretty soon I was able to land a school and grow positive discipline Um from the ground up from that school. So mm-hmm. I really came from it from the school based and also because I didn't have my own kids and I felt like I needed some tools and strategies to talk to the parents who were always asking me for 
help and advice and same with teachers and other educators. And I really wanted to have a strong foundation. I didn't want to just say, well, this is what works for me. I really wanted to be you know, rooted in neuroscience and Illyrian psychology. And that's what positive discipline gave me. And then I knew everything until I had my own kids. So, <laughs> here you go. And that was 12 years ago. And now I've got a 12 and a nine and a four-year-old. And I got to retake the training again, which I did because I'm like, whoa, yeah. Um, let's do this again. And then, yeah, the rest is history. That's when I started teaching the seven-week classes and workshops. Mm-hmm. And um, and practicing with my own kiddos, and yeah. I met with a little mentor meeting. I know we met, fell in love, uh, got trained up through the advanced training through the Positive Discipline Association. I started referring to you as my sister from another mister and got kind of um, attached to you. I don't know if you felt that, Julietta, but I was always anytime we were at a conference or anything, I was like, "Save me a seat. You're my oh, person." Of course, <laughs> of course. Oh, we've had some good times too. Um, So talk about meeting Alana. Talk about meeting Alana. Yeah. So this was, I mean, you and I, you know, stayed like in the, I would, I like to call it a hustle just because I think we felt passion. I think it's the passion of that. After that advanced training, by now I had two children still working full-time for the schools and teaching parenting classes and creating these workshops, these power workshops and doing these trauma trainings for teachers. It was a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. and I felt really passionate about it. And I just kept feeling like there's just so much still in me to share. And part of it was, as I know with you as well, it fuels your, this work when you hear these stories of transformation Mm -hmm. from parents and teachers, I mean, truly life-changing. And I have from the beginning of my consciousness, as long as I can ever remember had I'm almost getting a little emotional, like this deep desire to help to, to not like save the kids, but like be an advocate for kids, Mm -hmm. you know? And when I could hear these parents and teachers saying like, oh my gosh, it's changed our relationship. And I'm no longer making them sit on a naughty stool or throwing them in timeout or screaming at them or spanking them or, um, shaming them. And that like, I, I just, it fuels me. So I wanted to keep Mm -hmm. doing more and more. And yet I really did reach a limit because at that point there was only one of me and a flip chart going around town. Yeah. I mean, these, you know, <laughs> as going you around town. Did, these one woman shows, yep. you know, and there's just not enough time in the week. There's not enough family time. So, um, so at that point I really had this urge. And I think you and I were together at one of the think tanks that summer at the positive discipline conference for all of the trainers that come from all over the world. And I had this epiphany that I just said, I, there is more in me. I, there's something else out there. And I, it wasn't like I said a, you know, full intention or manifestation, but anyways, I came home and my neighbor popped her head over the fence and said, Hey, Juliana, I have this idea. And that was Alana. And we had been, we were neighbors, you know, we, we were friends, but not like friends, you know, but we were definitely just like neighbors. We would water each other's plants and things. And yeah, you were uh, neighborly. Neighbor Lee, we knew she worked in public health and early child care, care sector. And so I had done, she'd looped me into her government organization to do a couple of trainings. But other than that, we really hadn't spent a significant amount of time. And she said, I've got this idea to bring video to the masses mm-hmm. about how, to, you know, effective science-based respectful tools and that we can show them what it looks like. And so that it doesn't have to be this person just going around doing these trainings. We can actually send it out to them. And I was like, oh, 
you've answered everything that I wanted to do. Like that, that was like the way to, to clone myself. And mm-hmm. I said, I'm it done. Tell me where to sign. And we, um, yeah, that's when we created Sproutable and we signed papers immediately. We turned it, we, we really said, we want this to be a company. We want it to be a corporation. We don't want it to be a nonprofit. We want to really, you know, go far. Yeah. Um, And so we just started getting scrappy and making these videos in. Oh, they're so great. Everyone. Oh my gosh. I cannot get enough of your videos with your kids, especially that freaking little one, man. I, well, well, she became my little sproutable, you know, d- baby. So, yeah. I mean, that was like really, because then we decided to do that, co- the company and then Alana had her baby. And then the day she brought her little one home from the hospital, or they weren't even in the hospital, wherever they had it, the, the birthing center. When I went to go see her and visit, that's when I shared I'm pregnant too. And <gasps> then we had another nine Aww. months growing a whole nother baby. As we created our courses online, we were on yeah. we- you know, got on this whole online media platform, grew our YouTube channel, all of that. And then so that when the, you know, pandemic hit, then um, we're dialed. we were there. We were already there. Yeah, yeah that's how but I felt too. That felt really good. Yeah. And so then it, that was at that point, just to like close the longest story in history that um, <laughs> <laughs> then by that point, when, when uh, Leo, my youngest was born, then I was like, okay, now I can really use maternity leave under the guise of saying, let's see if we can do this full time. And that yeah. it was only then that I left the schools. I was still doing all of that all at the same time. Um, and that was four and a half years ago. So yeah, here we are amazing. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Yeah, that's amazing. And so, you know, I love that we kind of had these parallel experiences and you were really focused in on those, the early years, the younger years. I remember sitting in on, I've sat in on your early years workshop, which is so, so powerful. Anyone who's listening with kids under five or under eight or whatever, just go watch Julietta because, and let her, let her facilitate you. Cause it's so powerful. I remember being like, okay, I'm going to do like taking massive notes, you know, because I also in a different part of the, in the different area was trying to, you know, do the same thing. 
And I just never, like the early years were not my jam, you know? And so school age, good with school age. And we're, you know, paralleling our work in our two different places. I'm getting online with the podcast and my own stuff and growing as my kids become teenagers. Now I'm, you know, for the last three or four years, pretty exclusively talking about the teen years because, yeah, I was laughing when you said, you know, I'm a teacher and I'm going to be a parent now, you know, I realize I don't know anything or, you know, and, and it's like, oh, I had that experience. Well, first I had the same experience when I actually had my children, but then second round was, oh, shit. What does positive discipline look like with adolescents? I don't know. And how am I supposed to be this person? And like looking for resources, talking to my mentors and really feeling passionate about bringing the positive discipline conversation into the adolescent sphere. And, you know, so now my jam is these, this whole second half of being with our kids prior to launch, you and Julietta come to me last spring and say, we have an idea. Let's get on a call. I mean, you and Alana, sorry, you and yourself and Alana. (laughs) We had a Zoom call or a Google meet. And you guys pitched the merge. You guys pitched the merge. How about world domination under the Sproutable umbrella? And after some like wrapping our heads around, what is this going to look like? I said, yes. And so big reveal listeners, you're hearing it here first. Joyful Courage and Sproutable are becoming one company. And it's so exciting. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. And it also makes so much sense. It feels so organic, so natural. Like you said, you know, as you moved into the tween and the teens and we had both been trained about everything and I moved down to the early elementary and the preschool years and we kept referring each other back and forth and suddenly to you know, with your podcast and our videos and your courses and our courses to really bring them together and to go far together. And that was really for Alana and I, where we got to that five-year mark and said, okay, now we've hit that next level of limit. Mm -hmm. And so let's join forces. And so you were, of course, we looked at each other and we said, how about Casey? And we were like, of course. I mean, so that was super exciting. And I think just to have, um, you know, the way that positive discipline, as you said, like when I suddenly am like, how does this look for adolescents? The, for you and I to continue to come back to the anchoring principles and tools and tease apart, what does that look like for a three-year-old? What does it look like for a 13-year-old? It really is fun. Then that gets juicy and exciting and fun. And so now to be able to really um, go deep with those. It's going to be exciting to do it together under one umbrella. Yeah, I'm stoked. And this podcast series, this limited podcast series. So we're going to set a little context. It's so funny, yeah. of course, like this is just a teaser and we're already at like 18 minutes, but um, setting some context. So over the next, the following six weeks from this show, we, Julietta and I are going to tease apart different, you know, the kind of the main tools of positive discipline. But first I want to really quickly, and then we'll wrap up the teaser just talk about the criteria for what positive discipline is, because I think people get confused. They think positive parenting, oh, you're a yes parent, you're a helicopter parent. You just do, you know, you don't get mad. I wish that <laughs> you're still a human, everyone. So you're let's just, just so, you're so nice. It just means yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Nice. 
yeah, you're just nice all the time. So we're going to set the compass. We're going to share the five criteria of positive discipline. This comes straight from Jane Nelson's work. And so that we're on the same page moving forward into the rest of the series. So Jules, do you want to talk about the five criteria? Yep. So number one, kind and firm at the same time, kind and firm at the same time, respectful and encouraging. The second one is that it helps children feel a sense of belonging and significance. So this comes from the deeply rooted foundation of Adlerian psychology. The third criteria is that it is effective long-term. So when we think about, again, discipline, meaning disciplinary to teach comes from that Latin root, thinking about our responses to children, that's where this criteria is. So in our responses, Mm. are we kind and firm at the same time? Do we help children feel a sense of belonging and significance? And is it effective long-term? And then that leads us to the fourth criteria, which is that it teaches valuable social and life skills in that response, in that moment, and that it invites children to discover how capable they are and to use their you know, personal power, their autonomy in constructive ways. So all of these moments at Spreadable, we say real moments are learning moments. And it's like in these everyday challenges, the good, the bad, the ugly, you know, what is it an opportunity to teach? And so therefore, in our responses, how are we responding in a way that meets these criteria? Oh, I love that. I love the real moments are learning moments. And I think when I shift that into the adolescent parenting adolescence, like both and right real moments are learning moments for us, the parent, as well as for our kids. I am super excited about this, Jules. I am too. Well, listeners, uh, I hope you're excited. The Becoming Sproutable Limited podcast will come out every Thursday for the next six weeks. And we so hope you'll join us. We are both thrilled to have merged our two companies, Joyful Courage and Sproutable together into a company that serves everyone on the parenting journey. And we are really excited for you to check out our brand new website and offers. So go to besproutable.com to find out about coaching, on-demand programs for parents with kids in the early years, programs and offers for nannies, preschool teachers, as well as all the goods for you parents of teens, coaching, membership, and classes. At the bottom of every page on the website is a place to sign up for our newsletter where you will get tips and events and all the goings on with our community. Thank you for listening. Bye. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Coe, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. 
Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.